understand, not to put fear in you, but we don't know. The Bible says the Christians, we're just strangers and aliens walking through this land. Don't be attached to this stuff, but don't be in fear. Be in faith. Pray for your family. Pray for the circumstances that you have. And try not to get overwhelmed with it. You can only do one thing at a time. And you can think about one thing at a time. The Bible says he'll keep us in perfect peace if we keep thinking about him. Sometimes we get so bound up with what's going on in our families or our our community or on the nation. He said he will keep us in perfect peace if we keep our mind on him. So I just want to pray, Father, for those that have been overwhelmed and overburdened, Father, they need a chiropractic adjustment by the Holy Spirit. And, Father God, they need to cast their burdens upon you, trusting you that you are faithful. Father, you're faithful to take care of that situation. Father, to take care of those sicknesses. Father, to take care of the salvation of their loved ones. Father, to protect us during these wicked times. Father, you're able to take those burdens and you're able to just take care of them. Father, for those that are listening to cast their burdens upon you because you care for us. And Father, help us to keep our mind to stay upon you. Father, that we wouldn't walk in fear. Father, that we would walk in faith. Father, that we would be steadfast in this time. Father, that we would walk out tonight with a renewed purpose. Father, that we would ask that every place we go, that you would help us to be a witness to somebody. Father, that we would not hide out in our house, but we would let that light shine. The message is, let the light shine. Father, while it's still day, we need to work. And Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. We thank you for that adjustment. Father, we thank you that you are our burden bearer. Father, we cast off those cares to you. And Lord, we walk out. We walk out much lighter than when we came in. Father, much more focused on you, much more faithful to you. And Father God, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it, Father, that is our, that's what's going to carry us in these last days. Father, fear's not going to do it, but the joy of the Lord will. And we just thank you for that joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Spontaneously. Because it's not an hour sermon, you know. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, I tell you what, I was just sitting there after the, the, the testimonies and what was saying, what was being said, and, and uh, the things that are happening in our nation and in our world, as a matter of fact. It's, it's, you know, it's not just our nation affected by this stuff. Uh, the whole world's affected. I'm, and I'm not talking about just the plague. I'm talking about the, the anti-God spirit that's here. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's been unleashed upon the world. And, I mean, I'm shocked at some of the things I hear in America when you begin to hear what is happening in America and, and people and the statements they're making. I mean, even our c- Congress leaders and, and House leaders and Senate and um, the lady that's supposed to be the head and she needs to step down, you know, but uh, said, we, we don't need God. And she has said that. We don't need God. 
Even her own church refused her communion. So, you know, there's, there's something happening in our nation and in this world that we're living in. And uh, we just need to understand that God is still in charge. God's still in control. And I, this scripture came to me as I was sitting there on the piano just a few minutes ago. But uh, Jesus has uh, done miracles for the people, you know. But here he makes a statement. Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi. And he asked his disciples... And uh, that's in Matthew 16, by the way, verse 13. He asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Now, I want to stop right there for just a moment because right now there's a question, Mark, in America. Who is this Christ? You know, who is God? I mean, literally, we've got a generation that's being raised up. And Sister Frances knows this, being in children's ministry and teaching all her life, um, that we, we are seeing children grow up now that doesn't even know who Jesus really is. They really don't know who Christ is. They don't know God. The only thing they know about God is God's name being used in vain. And Jesus' name being used in vain. And, and it, it, it's a sad, it's a sad day in our nation when, when uh, our children don't even know who Jesus is. They're not raised. Uh, even in the schools. I mean, the school system is just, I, I, you know, I'm so thankful right now. I mean, I, if I, if, I guess if I had a child, we'd home, homeschool them, you know. If we were of, of age to have children and do that, we would homeschool them. Because I tell you what, I want to, I want to get Jesus in them. I want to get the Word in them. I want them to see what God is doing. But it's a sad day. But Jesus asked this question, whom do men say that I am? Some say that they are at, uh, let's see what some say, you're John the Baptist. Others say you're Elijah. Still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. At least they were putting him in the category of godly people. And then, But you, he asked them, but who do you say that I am? And as I was sitting there tonight, the Lord just spoke this to my heart. What we have to do is as believers, as a church, number one, we, we have to know who Christ is. We have to know his love. We've got to know his power. We've got to know his commandments that he has for us. Did you know God has some commandments for us? All the commandments in the word, thou shalt not, are for our benefit. They're for our cleanliness. They're for our holiness. They're for us not to get in a position to where we have to repent over and over and over and over. And, you know, the, the, our problem is today we've raised up a society and a church. Well, that's okay. You made a mistake. No, they didn't. They sinned. Amen? We, we need to get as plain as it is. It's not a mistake. If a person commits adultery, it's not a mistake. It's sin. If a person goes out and commits robbery, it's a sin. If they murder, it's a sin. Abortion is a sin. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't need to coddle people and say, well, God understands. No, God does not understand those kind of sins. 
Sin is sin. And he said, if you sin, we do have an advocate with God the Father. Jesus Christ, a perpetuation for our sins. Aren't you glad for that? Because there's not a one of us in here that hasn't sinned even since you got saved. Somebody said, well, I didn't go out and get drunk. Well, I haven't either. I, I didn't go out and get on drugs. I didn't either. Well, I didn't do this. I, I didn't either. I didn't rob no bank. I didn't either. But yet people rob from God. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there free. But people do rob from God. Amen? How, how many believe God put all of these things in there for our benefit? When he taught and when God spoke about the tithe, and Jesus even taught about it, you know, it was because... And we're not teaching this part because nobody's doing it in our church. Our people are doing it grandly. I mean, it's been uh, overwhelming what God's done through our people here. But the, what, what I'm saying is there's some people that think, well, they can just give their little token to the Lord, and that'll take care of the sin. No, you don't buy your way out of it. You confess your way out of it, and the blood of Jesus cleanses you from it. Hallelujah. <laughs> it washes us. It washes our mind. It washes our spirit, our soul. But who do men say that I am? I, you know, I don't know. I, we've heard people. I, I had someone come to me yesterday, and, and uh, there were several church, I, I say church groups, not just churches, but ministry groups or ministry or per se, quote, ministry. And, uh, and one of them came up to me and handed me a little bulletin and said, well, we know you're the pastor at Faith Assembly, but you need this, and just take it and read it anyway. I said, well, that's good. I'll t- I took it. I didn't read it, but I took it. You know, I didn't like the attitude, number one. <laughs> and I, 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 I'm telling you, you know, we need to understand, we're not the only kids on the block. Faith Assembly is not the only church in this world. In Aubrey, Texas, there's other churches in Aubrey, Texas, that God's got his hand upon the people and the pastors and the ministries. So we're all, we're all one together. One day we may all have to meet together and come together and just come together as one and stand and stand for good and stand for righteousness. Amen? It, it can come to that. Now, that's not putting fear in us. Nobody's fearful of that, are you? No, we're not fearful. But I'm just saying, I'm just, but who do men say that I am? Some say that thou art uh, John the Baptist. Some say you're another one of the prophets and, and all of this. And, and, uh, but Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? See, we, we've got to come to the, that recognition ourselves. Who do we say he is? Now, every one of us are born again. I'm probably talking to people Facebook Live that's born again. Been baptized? Hey, by the way, water baptism don't save you. <laughs> water baptism is, is obeying a commandment of the Lord because they said repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus, right? And so that is a commandment of God. Water baptism, when you really begin to recognize what it really is, it's more than just going under and coming, going under dry and coming up wet. And, and what, I, I've seen people baptized. They come out and live a worse life than they did before they ever committed, made a commitment to the Lord. So water baptism doesn't do anything for you in that sense until you have a revelation of what water baptism is. And when you get the revelation of it and you know what's happening when you go under that water, 
It's a spiritual transaction taking place. It's more than just a symbol of something. There's literally a spiritual transaction taking place. Why did Jesus emphasize it so much? Did you know the Jude- in Judaism they had baptismal tanks? It was for cleansing. And we saw them over in Israel when we were over there. All these big old, looks like big old water troughs for cows or something. But, but they used it was baptismal tanks that the Jews use for their cleansing uh, ceremony. It's, it's baptism. Dunking, not sprinkling, going under, coming up. And it, it was a, it's a Jewish uh, tradition. It's a Jewish worship to the Lord. And they do it because God spoke to them to do it. And they did it. But it didn't do away with Some people say, well, I don't. I've heard people say, well, I don't even baptize no more. I don't believe in water baptism. You don't? It's in the Bible. I mean, why would Peter preach the first sermon on the day of Pentecost and tell them all, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, if it was done away with? It wasn't done away with. And I believe water baptism is a very important thing. But, and I, I'm just bringing that out. Maybe somebody needs that on Facebook Live. I know y'all don't need that. But anyway, because y'all are the smartest people in the world. Because you got the biggest, best preacher in the world. Amen, you know. <laughs> but, but water baptism is essential. It's essential for, it, it's a spiritual thing. When God gave me that revelation of what water baptism is, that it's when, you, when, you, when you're going under, you're dying to self. Carnality, the world, everything, all the traditions that's been placed in you. Listen, we might as well face it, since we were kids, we've had traditions placed in us. Traditions. Some people pray at the table, Sister Francis, because it's a tradition. Now, I believe, in, I believe in teaching and raising children and showing them the way. But how many knows what I'm saying? It becomes a tradition. They don't mean it from their heart, but it's because, well, this is what I've been taught I had to do, you know. But if they're not doing it from the heart, it's, not, it's really not doing that much good. It's kind of like coming down and repenting. If you don't repent from the heart, it's not doing you any good. So we got to do it. But listen, God, water baptism is important. The first time I got that revelation, I don't even know why I got off on this, but it's good anyway. Somebody needs it out there. But I got a revelation on it. We were having a baptismal service. And I'm telling you, we had several hundred people at that time. And God spoke to me, and I said, I am going to be the first one to be baptized this morning. Because I got a revelation of what it really is. I was baptized. I was baptized when I was a youth. I was baptized even when I was a teenager again. But now, God gave me a revelation of what it is, and I wanted to be re-baptized the right way. And boy, I tell you what, everybody in our church was baptized that day. <laughs> Several hundred people re-baptized. Some of them didn't even bring a change of clothes. You know, we just had some extra towels so they could dab off and dry off a little bit and get out there. It was in summertime, so they dried off pretty quickly, you know. But but the thing, but what I'm saying is they didn't come prepared because they got the revelation as I was preaching it, and they all were rebaptized. It's a spiritual thing. It's not a traditional religious thing. And I tell you what, we have to do to the people in this world, in our society, in our county, in our town. 
is we got to not preach tradition, but preach Christ. Who do men say that I am? Some say you're this. Some say you're that. You go to, you go to, you, you talk to people. I talked to people yesterday. Well, I've been going to this particular church for a long time. I'm a member of this church, you know, this denomination. Right? I, you know, the, I, I, several people that we just, just in passing, you know, talking. And, but, but you know what? That doesn't mean nothing. I, you can go to an Assembly of God church. don't mean you're saved. You can go to a full gospel Pentecostal church. Doesn't matter. You can go to Baptist church and not be saved. Amen? You can go to any church and not be saved. But you see, the thing is, we have to know in our heart. Who do men say that I am? Thou art that Christ. Thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. You're the Christ. Nobody else. We don't need anybody else. We have Him, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And He gave us a gift. He gave us the gift of the Holy Ghost to empower us, to endure us with power. But look what Jesus told Peter when Peter said, and he answered and said, You are that Christ. You are that Christ. The Son of the living God. You are that Christ. And you know what? Look what Jesus said to him. He said, Blessed art thou, Simon Berjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. Yes. Hallelujah. And upon this rock, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Did you know gates? Why did Jesus say the gates of hell shall not prevail against Gates was an important fortitude thing around cities and towns and, and, and regions there. Remember when, when uh, Samson went and took the gates of the city <laughs> and put them up on another hill? You know what that meant? It mean their protection was gone. And they, they, it showed them that somebody more powerful had invaded them. Taking their that gate was important. It was an important symbol to the city and to the people and the armies behind those gates. Samson showed them who was boss. Now Samson fell, but Samson came back because he knew God. Oh, I tell you what, when he knew God, oh, he was blinded, put in the uh, in the salt mill. He was put in there, and he was just put in there to just die and die of old age, worked himself or working himself to death. But I tell you what, he heard he's having a big celebration over there. In the temple. And he told this young man, he said, I want you to just guide me. You see, they cut his hair off too, remember? His hair was a symbol of his strength. He cut his hair. Listen, I'll tell you what. The devil's trying to cut everything off in our lives that symbolize Christ. The devil's trying to cut everything off in our churches that symbolize Christ. You go into churches today, and I'm not criticizing, I'm not talking and putting people down, but you go into some churches, you don't know whether you're in a church or a, a ballroom. Amen. You really don't. All these lights flickering around and, and floating around, and, I, I, and the singing, they're up there just jumping like little jack and rabbits, you know, like the rock bands, and, 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 and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not faulting them for that. I mean, I do a little country western on this sometimes, and, and uh, uh, you know, I do, I do mostly Jimmy Swaggart. I've done a little Jerry Lee sometimes, you know, but, <laughs> but we try to be a little more spiritual. 
But what I'm saying, y'all know what I'm saying. It's, it's the fact that they got a symbol of Christ, but Christ isn't there. And it saddens me. But not only me, because a lot of churches I preached in have went this route. And they're not interested in really the people being transformed by the power of God. They're only interested in membership. So they can say they've got this and they've got this much money and this much money. You know, no, no, I want to see a life changed. I want to see a transformed life. I want to see a life that's born again. I want to see a life that's fresh and anew in the things of God. That's, this is what we are. But Peter said, thou art that Christ. And he said, blessed are you. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. Flesh and blood doesn't reveal it to you. I want to tell you something. Just going to hear a good preacher, don't do it for you. You've got to have revelation by the Holy Ghost as he's preaching. And it's got to be anointed. And, 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 you know, ministers, they're anointed of God. They're praying and seeking the Lord and getting the word from the Lord. But I'm saying, if, if you got to have, if you got a man up there just talk, telling stories and, and just tell, you know, you don't have the word, then you're not going to get what God wants you to have. God wants us to have this word. Thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. I'm not afraid to say Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Some people are even afraid to mention Jesus in their services. Because it might offend somebody. Don't mention Jesus. It might offend the Muslims. You know what? Muslims are getting born again left and right. They got to come the same way we did. Through the blood. Every person. Hindus. Buddhists. Whatever they might be. If they're, if they're coming and being born again. They're coming the same way. Through the blood of Jesus. And God's transforming their lives. And we're seeing it happen around the world. I had the privilege of going to many countries and saw the power of God move in people's lives in those other countries. And you knew it was God, and you knew it was the Holy Ghost, and you knew God transformed them and changed. Many of those people in some of those deep, dark uh, countries of Africa, I mean, there's a lot of demon possession there. There's a lot of devil worship. There's a lot of things going on. You can hear the voodoo. You can hear all of that going on. But I want to tell you something. In some of the crusades we were in, we saw God's power really touch people. The anointing. I'm not giving me credit because there was a whole lot of people fasting and praying before I ever got there for this service and for the crusade and for the for this conference that we were in. But we saw demon-possessed people scream as those things came out and get born again, transformed. Kind of like the, the demon-possessed man that was found in his right mind sitting at the feet of Jesus, you know, after he got delivered and set free. Well, God's God. But it's still, you see, we've got to get a revelation of who Jesus is. And we've got to find out, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, Simon, Berjona, God did, flesh and blood had revealed this to you, but the Father which is in heaven. And upon this rock. Now, the rock was not Peter. See, a lot of people have taken rock, Peter is the rock. <laughs> That's why they have the St. Peter's Basilica, you know. They thought they, but, but it's not, it wasn't Peter the rock up on this rock. What was the rock? The rock of the truth. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. That's the rock. That's where it's all at. It's Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I tell you what, if a person just gets out on the street and preaches Jesus, God's power is going to be there. 
And people are going to get the revelation of Jesus Christ. And change is going to come. Amen. We thank God for church buildings. But you know what? I'm, see, I'm speaking this, not prophetically, but I'm speaking this just through knowledge and knowing what happens in other countries. But I want to tell you something. There'll come a day when America doesn't have the freedom of coming to worship in our buildings like we do right now. There's coming a time when that's going to happen. I know there's prophets out there prophesying it's not going to happen in America. No, where do they get that? I mean, you know, the whole world's going to be under persecution. The whole world. Listen, there's countries being persecuted that were good Christian people and they were persecuted. So it's not that we're not special. And especially in America right now, we have forsaken God as a nation. America, we're murdering more children that's been killed in wars. Unborn children that has been killed in the war. That's a sin. It's a hideous sin. But who do men say that I am? We have to understand Jesus is that Christ. And we think, he said, upon this rock I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not hold out against it. The gates of hell shall not hold out against it. I want to encourage us tonight. We're preaching the rock. Jesus. The son of the living God. The savior. The healer. The, the deliverer. The, forg- the forgiver, the, 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 the miracle worker. We're, we're preaching him that's going to do all of these things in our lives. And as we preach it, it's because we know who Christ is. The whole difference is knowing Christ. Knowing. I'm not talking about knowing about him. There's preachers all over the world that preach things about Jesus. But there's a difference in knowing Jesus and preaching from the heart that people can pick up on the heart and realize that this Jesus you're talking about is real and genuine and he's got power and love and peace and joy that he wants to bring to me through the revelation. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. The gates of hell. I want to tell you something. The gates of hell cannot, prevail, cannot hold back the truth. Of God. In Russia, when they weren't allowed to have churches, the truth of God was still there in those churches. And God was moving secretly in secret meetings, private meetings. They, they only had to get there by the Holy Ghost speaking to them where to go. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. China, they have house churches. But now the house churches are under uh, persecution. The house churches are being shut down. The house churches, the people are being persecuted for going against the God China, you know. But, but the thing is, it's happening all over. But those that know their Christ, there's still a revival going on. I said there's still a revival going on. There's going to be a revival, Sister Francis. We, you saw that driving down the road today. The revival is needed even in Aubrey, Texas. We need people to be convicted. 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 Conviction has got to get a hold of people. People's got to get, they got to come to that point where they can be convicted by the Holy Ghost. How's that going to happen? By God's people getting a revelation. God's people getting together. God's people praying in the name of Jesus. God's people rebuking the devil. 
in prayer, rebuking the powers of darkness that rule. Listen, the powers of darkness should not rule over us. We still have the power over them. The gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Praise God, because we still have the power of God. We still have the privilege. We still have the honor. But he said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Now, you, you, you know, you can't operate in the gifts until you know what, who he is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whatever you do, you can't do anything really forcefully and, 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 and boldly until you know who he is. We got to know who he is. Don't go up to somebody and scare them half to death and start going, shaking their heads, saying, you're going to be healed, Jesus, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. No. They got to know that Christ is the healer. Christ is the healer. Not you. It's not my hands. It's not your hands. He said, lay hands on the sick because we're upon a contact. But that's not it. It's not what we have. It's who he is. Are y'all seeing this tonight? It's who he is. Now, there's things that God requires of us. We're, st- we're still lay hands on the sick because we're upon a contact. He said, lay hands on the sick. Anoint them with oil. Pat and I, if we get to getting under the weather, we take communion right there on the spot. We just do communion right there because communion's a healing meal. We can be healed in Jesus' name, and we are. And we are healed, and we thank God for that. We're not boasting in that. We're just praising God in that. Amen. Because I know we, I, we, we just have a revelation on it. We have that revelation of what that is. When we take communion here, it's more than just the Lord's Supper as, a, as, a, as something to pass time. No, it's real. We're worshiping God. And we're doing it because the Word says do it. And as we do it, it's because we have this revelation. I know that Christ. You're that Christ. The son of the living God. You are that Christ. Flesh and blood didn't reveal it to you, Peter. <laughs> but God in heaven did. And here upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. This rock of this revelation. This rock of the revelation. A church is going to be built on the revelation of who Jesus is. If a church is built on programs, games, y'all still with me? When I'm talking about games, I'm talking about, well, we do this, we can get this group in, do this. No, no. I think we should entice people as much as we can to come to the house of the Lord. I'm not saying that. But I, but that it alone isn't going to do it. Unless they get the revelation of who Christ is, they'll never be changed or transformed. We've got to do it. Pat in the children's church, Sister Frances in her children's ministry around as she goes all over. You're seeing the same thing, little kids. They're, they're eating this up. They're, Pat and them are teaching the cross. They're teaching Jesus Christ, the Son of God. They're teaching the cross, what the cross did for us. Those kids are asking questions. Some of those kids have made commitments. And I believe God's going to honor that. We're going to see, we're going to see these children raised up to be mighty warriors. Praise God. It's, it's what God's going to do. And we're going to see God do this thing. But look what he said. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. How many knows what keys mean? Authority. Did you know you can't you can't you can't very well go against a demon possessed person if you don't have, know who you if you don't know the authority you have. Amen. <laughs> I, I'm serious. You know, some people they go try to cast out devils and they say, "Well, 
I tell you what, you know I've been preaching for 39 years, and devil, you're going to come out. The devil don't care how long you've been preaching. All he cares about is, do you know Jesus, the one that can really get me out of here? <laughs> I was at a conference one time, and, and the, the, this, they had a demon-possessed man in the, in the back room back there, and several preachers were back there. And I'm not boasting on myself on this, but they were back there, and the pastor came to me and said, Brother Clarence, would you go back there and take charge of that for me? I said, sure. I went back there, and man, I'll tell you what, he was throwing them around like rag dolls. <laughs> you know, just left and right, little skinny route. I mean, a run of a man, you know. And, and he just, and this one preacher was over him, and he was just saying, Now, I tell you what, I have, I have been studying the Bible for 39 years, and, and I've been preaching for this long, and I've pastored, and, and he's just going through all of his pedigree, you know. And just, and he said, and we're going, and that, that preacher, I mean, that demon possessed man just knocked him off. Just <laughs> another one came up. And finally, I got in there and they finally said, they said, the pastor wants Brother Clarence to take charge. And I said, I said okay, I did. And I said, set him up. They set him up. He was on the floor, wreathering, you know, squirming. And, and I said, set him up. And I looked at him. I said, devil. I'm not here to give you my pedigree. I'm coming in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that defeated you 2,000 years ago. And God said, I have power over you. And I'm commanding you, shut up, number one, and then come out. And you know what? He started gagging. And all of a sudden, he went limp like a dead man. Then he got up with a big smile on his face. He said, Preacher, I hadn't felt this good in ages. And he was weeping. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost right there. It was the power of God moving in him. And I'm not saying that to boast on me. We all have this same revelation knowledge. We all, people watching us by Facebook Live, you've got the same power and anointing of God. God's not choosing here and there. He's, he's looking for people that believe and have that revelation that Peter got. Thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. And once we get that revelation, thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. And we speak that name boldly. And we use that name in authority. The devil has to bow down at the name of Jesus. Praise God. The devil's a liar. I don't care how many religious demons. Religious demons are the worst ones, by the way. I can, I can handle a person that's just mean as a devil than, than somebody that's a religious devil. <laughs> but I, I'm serious. I mean, you know, the religious devils, they're so, they're so I don't know. So they're bold, number one, and they think they, they, they just got the wool pulled over your eyes. But that's why you need the revelation of Jesus Christ. You can discern whether something's of God or not. You can discern whether something that's, being, that's happening and being said is of God or not. Yeah, listen, God, God has his ways, and God has his Bible here that we go by. And I'll tell you something, we can read from the, uh, all through the New Testament when the church and Paul and, and Peter and all of them encountered people with devils. You can see what they did. They, they knew who the Christ was, the Son of the living God, that revelation of him being the rock. Jesus is the rock. 
Amen. He is that rock. He is that, he is that hope. But look what he said, the gates of hell, and I give you the keys. Keys, symbol of authority. I give you the keys, the authority of the kingdom uh, of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth is already bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then what Jesus tell them in the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, casting out devils, healing the sick, raising the dead. <laughs> Amen. I mean, God, he, he gave those instructions to them because he is the way. He is the rock. But we cannot really fully do it until we have that revelation. Jesus is that rock. Up on this rock, I'll build my church. Not upon the tradition of man, not on a denominational name, upon this rock, I'll build my church. We, we're going to have to come to the place where the church is the church, and churches of denominations are just denominational churches. But there are good people in them. You know what I'm saying? There's Christian people in them. We're not denying that. How many understand what I'm saying? But we've got to understand there's more than one. There's the body of Christ that's out here. And the body of Christ in this end time is going to come together. And when we come together as a body of believers, we're going to see the devil on the run. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, don't know, I just had to exhort you on that for a minute tonight. Because that's what I had in my heart. The devil's a liar. We're victorious. We're victorious. We have the victory. We're not going to get the victory. We have the victory because he is the victor. Jesus has already won the battle. He's already won the war. It's already accomplished. His blood did it all. And if we ever get a revelation of the blood, I tell you, the devil has no, has no power or authority in your life whatsoever because of the revelation of the blood of Jesus. It's a finished work. It's done. He's already been sentenced. The devil has. And he's waiting on his execution date. Glory to God. Now, I tell you what, we've got the right to tell him that. And listen, we'll see more people set free when we recognize who he is, who Jesus is. And that revelation that Peter got, thou art that Christ. See, a lot of people, they say, well, you know, boy, I wish I'd lived back during the Azusa Street days. Or I wish I'd lived back during the, the Amy Simple McPherson days. Or, or, or all of the, y'all know what I'm talking about? And, and those were great days. I'm, we're not denying that. But the thing is, I'm glad I'm in this day. Because in this day, the power of God's going to manifest itself even more greatly because of the powers of darkness trying to do more than they've ever done before. And God's power in you and in us, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's going to rise up in us as a body of believers together. And the devil is no match for the church. Because he's no match for the blood. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Father, we just thank you and we praise you because your word's truth. God, we thank you for the word, the word of truth that's ours in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, hallelujah. I tell you what, the devil's a liar. 
And I'm glad. And I'm happy. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I'm glad you got the power of the Lord. Well, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Oh, Satan rages. He will, he cannot be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Oh, give me your hand. Let's agree together that all of our enemies will crumble at our feet. Though whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, we've got the power in the name of the Lord. One more time, sing it to the Lord. I've got the power in the name of Jesus. I've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, we will not be defeated. We got the power in the name of the Lord. Listen to this verse. For many years now, Satan's tried to stop us, but the church of Jesus is still alive, and like a mighty army, we keep marching onward. Reading every battle with the Lord by our side. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Oh, Satan rages, we will not be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. We've got that power. Sister Francis, I'm going to have my wife just come back and lay hands on you. Now, you, I don't know, I, I, I know you've had some problems, and you know what I mean before, but you're not acting like it tonight. But what I'm saying is, God wants to just strengthen your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. 
He wants to take out every arthritic pain. He wants to take out every bit of pain that the devil's tried to put in that body in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just declare it done. Devil, you bow at the name of Jesus. You bow at the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for giving her supernatural divine strength in her body. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Touch, heal, restore miraculously. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we just give you praise. Just give you glory for it. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you believe that tonight? Because we've got the power. In the name of Jesus. We've got the power. In the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages. We will not be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. One more time. Amen to the devil. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We've got the power. In the name of the Lord, though Satan rages, we will not be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Well, I believe it, don't you? Amen. I tell you what, if we'll get that revelation tonight. Peter said, Thou art that Christ. Jesus is that Christ. When we point to the cross, it's more than just an emblem or some religious artifact. We're pointing to the cross where Jesus said it's finished. And we have victory because of His blood. And the devil was defeated at that point. That was the defeat of the devil. Because that's what Paul said. Every time you do the Lord's Supper and you take of it, you show the Lord's death or the devil's defeat till he comes. Because the death and the burial and resurrection of the Lord brought the defeat of the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. I'm glad I came. Praise God. And we'll, we'll pick up with a long sermon next week. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Amen. Sister Claudine, you okay? We need to pray for you for anything? All right. Tanya, okay? All right. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Victory's ours. Amen. Sister Frances, dismiss us tonight, would you? Amen. Lord, I pray that you would bless 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Amen.